0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Welcome to the end of the game. Five of us. ...against an entire world of them. It'll be enough.
2: I finally understand my purpose. I'm gonna save the fucking
1: world. The plan... It's starting. What happens if this doesn't work?
2: You do this the old-fashioned way.
1: I kill everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Westworld, a recap podcast about the HBO original series Westworld. I'm David Chen.
2: I'm Joanna Robinson.
1: Welcome back to the show. Well, Joanna, it has been a really long time since the last episode of Decoding Westworld, I think over a year and a half, not to mention for a while, we didn't even know if there would be another episode of Decoding Westworld.
2: Yeah, you know what's depressing, Dave, about the way that time flows? I was looking up when the season two finale was, and I, for some reason I had thought it was 2019, but it was definitely no 2018. So yeah. a lot of time has passed since <laughs> oh. we last went to good old Sweetwater. So yes. here we are. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: so anyway, we, we are here today because uh, Westworld is premiering in a few weeks, season three and eight episode season And we've gotten a lot of questions about whether or not we're going to do this podcast again. We would like to do the podcast again. And uh, if you want to support that effort, all you got to do right now is head on over to PodcastKickstarter.com. We've launched a Kickstarter to do uh, Season 3 of this show uh, and recap every episode of uh, Season 3 of Westworld. And, uh, yeah, we already have a, a lot of supporters Uh, In this effort, at this point, it's trending in a really good way. It's looking extremely likely like we're going to be doing uh, Season 3 of Decoding Westworld. So if you want to support us and make it happen, uh, maybe be one of our last donors to bring us over the top, go to podcastkickstarter.com. We would really appreciate that. Uh, And yeah, I mean, we had a little bit of debate, Joanna, about whether we're going to try to do this season again. And I think it's like, hey... There's only eight episodes. I think it's probably going to be the last season of Westworld. Do you think so? I think it's probably I, going to be right.
2: I, I think so. Yeah. We don't have that we don't for have sure. The, but we have no yeah. knowledge
1: of that. But uh, it seems like it's probably going to be the last season. And uh, it's a show that I think like we've heard from many listeners and fans that they really, really enjoy. Uh, in, in, when I say the show, I'm talking about this podcast. And so we thought, hey, <laughs> let's uh, – Let's do it, you know, one, one, once more for the road, John Robinson, once more for the road, let's, uh, let's do one more season of Decoding Westworld. So thanks to everyone who's written into Westworld at gmail.com, uh, asking about the show, and of course, again, you can always support us at podcastkickstarter.com. All that said, what are we going to talk about on this episode? Uh, there was actually a, a season three official trailer that was released uh, a day or two ago uh, for Westworld. And uh, we don't generally talk about next time on stuff or trailers, but we're going to break our rule today. We're going to talk about the trailer. We're going to speculate about what's going to happen in season three. And we're also going to catch people up about uh, not necessarily everything that happened in season two, because that would be impossible in the time that we have today, but we're going to at least try to remember where we left off with some of the characters. So that's what is on store for today's episode of the podcast. Uh, John Robinson, let's just talk about overall reactions to uh, this recent trailer. There was also like an earlier, I think, Comic-Con trailer that released earlier this year. I will just say from my perspective, these trailers really reinvigorated my interest in the show. I mean, oh, yeah! <laughs> every trailer for the sh- show has been excellent, in my opinion. I mean, I was so amped for season two. And then when that Comic-Con trailer dropped, uh, I don't know, six to nine months ago, it was, it was a while ago... I was like, wow, they really seem to be rebooting this show in in a big way, or at least not necessarily rebooting from a character perspective, but at least they're trying something very, very different than they've tried in season one and two, uh, just in terms of the setting. And I assume some of the themes will be different as well. Uh, But your initial reaction to uh, the recent trailer and perhaps if you remember the Comic-Con trailer.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely remember the Comic-Con trailer. There was the recent trailer that they put out – You know, everywhere. And then, as is always the case with Westworld, there were like some secret trailers that didn't contain a bunch of extra footage. But if you like, Followed a URL and looked at the IP address and like, well, well, like did all this stuff. This is, this is classic Westworld promo stuff. There were three extra trailers. Um, my friend, uh, and, and, and yours, dear listener, Kim Renfro over at Business Insider has like a scene by scene breakdown of every single trailer that they've, uh, released. And, uh, that's enormously helpful. So you might want to go over to Business Insider for like a scene by scene breakdown of all the Westworld season three trailers, but, um, yeah, they, they have uh, kind of rebooted it. And this is something we talked about a lot at the end of season two, that it seemed like they were heading that way for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, the location has largely changed in that it looks like most of the action of season three will take place outside the park. So, you know, that's a big change from the first two seasons of Westworld. Um, a cast change in that we saw at the end of season one Two, that they were sort of winnowing down the cast. A lot of the human characters died. And I'm kind of convinced there's been a large time jump. I'm not certain. But I'm convinced there's been a large time jump. So all of the returning cast members we see, with one exception in the trailer are hosts so they're immortal so it could take place whenever in the future uh of the timeline of Westworld events um and you know we we have these immortal figures played by Evan Rachel Wood and Tessa Thompson and Jeffrey Wright etc so casting wise location setting wise timeline wise we're all in like a new location and something that's really encouraging i think you know to people like you, Dave, who didn't respond very well to season two, is that the creators, uh, Lisa Joy and Jonah Nolan, have said that season three will be less confusing. (laughs) (laughs) That they, like, have heard your feedback and they're like, we got it. We went a little too uh, up our own asses. No, like, you know, we we went a little too far down something that made sense to us, but didn't land with audiences. And Westworld has always been a beautiful show. It's always been a tremendously well acted show. It's always been a kind of twisty show, but in season two, I think they like overstepped on the twists and season three, they're promising to pull it back a little bit. So,
1: yeah, I mean some, some thoughts on season two. When I think back to season two, uh, first of all, I think it's, it's, Very difficult to actually understand season two. Uh, I think that I I was telling you this morning, I went on YouTube to look for, like, a season two recap video, right? Because, like, many times when a new season's coming up, the, like, somebody will have put together a, you know, 10-minute video recapping season two. It uh, was very difficult to find one. Uh, there, there are a couple that are decent. Many uh, videos are like, what does the ending of season two uh, mean? You know, because with the, the whole, like, post-credit scene with uh, the man in black and everything like that. There, there were many videos explaining that, but there were fewer videos, like, Offering to go through every plot point of season two, which was not the case for season one. There's tons of videos summarizing reca- uh, like season one, and I think this is just a lot easier to to recap season one. So there's just like less going on there. Uh, I, I am aware that there are you know season two episode by episode recaps. Of course, we are a season two episode by episode recap. But I was kind of looking for like yeah so, something catch me up real quick. Very difficult to find. Uh, so when I think back to season two, I think of how challenging it was to to comprehend on a on an episode to episode basis. I also think about how uh, I felt like as a result of that, the storytelling became really muddled and uh, felt like the, the the creators were doing something off on their own that like it was hard to bring the audience along for, as you indicated. However, uh, I also have some pleasant memories from season two. You know, like the nice. Ghost Nation uh, yes. episode, I thought is just like one of the most beautiful ep- like episodes ever made. Uh, they did a, a great job of uh, recreating the details in like Shogun World, although I, I don't know that that plotline really went anywhere. You know, like I remember the the attention to detail and uh, and the aesthetics of it to be very breathtaking, but I don't know that it like really meaningfully contributed to the overall arc of season two, such as I could understand it um but yeah there were many positive aspects of season two as well it's just a shame that i think that like overall it sounds like season two didn't leave that good of an impression on uh on the audience uh, and and i think like the overall issue that i had with westworld season two is also that it just wasn't that much fun you know what i mean like i felt like season one was a little bit more fun and you had like anthony hopkins doing his thing a little bit and the mechanics of the park that you were discovering and you put all that aside and season two was just like twist upon twist it was like hey two timelines wasn't enough for season one we have we have to have like amp it up to like three timelines for season two and then like multiple flashbacks and all those kind of things so those are my thoughts on season two as you're looking back on it John robinson any overall reflections on season two
2: I only have good memories now with distance like that episode, the ghost, <laughs> the ghost nation episode yeah. that you mentioned is just like so incredible. I think about it a lot. Um, I think the themes that they're exploring are so interesting. Um, and I just think nothing, like hardly anything matches this show for beauty. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I will be rewatching all of season two uh, over the next couple of weeks and we'll see how I feel about it once I do the full rewatch. Um, but the memory of it is, is actually pretty positive, but I know going through it, there was just a lot of, a lot of, uh, stress around trying to figure out how to explain it to people who are confused. Like that's sort of the function of this podcast. It's called Decoding Westbrook because we're trying to explain what's going on with the show to people. That was something that I really loved doing in season one and found a lot of stress around doing in season two right. because I couldn't get a grasp of a lot of things. Um, so, you know, yeah,
1: I do remember you being more positive on season two than I was. Uh, but yeah. I, I think, what was you know, when I watched the trailer for season three, I just found it electrifying, you know, because uh, first of all, the trailer is genius. Not not the most recent one, but the one with Aaron Paul where you're like look because you're watching it, you don't even know what it's a trailer for. You know, right. it's it's like that's how different it is in tone from the rest of the show. And then the big reveal that it's Westworld season three, it's just like, wow, like hats off. Like that's that's an amazing reveal, and it has single-handedly reinvigorate, reignited my interest in the show. Uh, and then they dropped this most recent trailer that, is, like, I remember the season two trailer was so good. Now the season three trailer, in my opinion, equally exciting. So I am ready to forgive and forget Jonah Robinson. Uh, I am ready to get into season three with a, a blank slate, a wiped out host, and uh, really just kind of uh, absorb what they have to dish out from a storytelling perspective. So. Uh, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to talk about where we left off at season two or do we want to get into the season three trailer first? Maybe
2: I kind of want to set the stage yeah, Like the stage. where, where we left off. Uh, cause I think people do not remember and I don't blame them.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so we're going to, we're going to do this by character, yes. uh, if that's helpful. But yep. first I'm going to say like one really important thing to remember season two ends with someone who looks like the actress <laughs> Tessa Thompson. Yep. A.K.A. the character Charlotte Hale. Yep. But is actually the character of Dolores, usually played by Evan Rachel Wood. Yep. Leaving Westworld with five what is called pearls in a bag. This mm-hmm. is the big. This is the big setup for season three. Yep. The, the pearls, you might remember, like you can just think of them as like the the chip for a robot, like a personality chip, the brain, the the everything. This is – you can – and you can slip one out and slip it into a different body. This is a, what we figured out, right? So like Dolores is able to hide herself in a body that looked like Tessa Thompson's Charlotte Hale because she just popped her pearl out and put it into another body. That's yeah. something that can be done, okay? So Dolores is headed towards the mainland <laughs> with five – mystery robots in a bag presumably characters we've met before but the whole setup of the mystery of season three or a setup of the mystery season three is who are the five pearls we don't know yeah so then she gets off island Dolores,
1: and we should also point out right that it was i think bernard that constructed the charlotte hale body and did so without an explosive in its head, and that was how it could evade detection coming out of the park, if I recall correctly. Right. Oh, good good memory. Good yeah. memory.
2: Um, So she's able to get off island, uh, sort of like uh, the dinosaurs escaping the island in right. Jurassic Park. Right? And, and, and
1: as she's coming out of the island, she encounters Luke Hemsworth, uh, who seems to indicate that he himself might be a host. That he's definitely designed, a host. Okay, he's definitely he's definitely a host. He's like, hey, uh, I'm a host. I'm going to let you out, even though I know you're a host, right? Right. So, so,
2: so the five five mystery pearls. Yes, we are on the mainland. Yep. Dolores has put her own pearl back in her body, so it's Evan Rachel Wood. They've they've got a little <laughs> body printer. Yep. In this old house that Arnold owned, right? So they've got they can print new bodies, right? Uh, what the, what the can't they do with technology these days? So they can print a body to look however they want, as far as I know. So we've got uh, Dolores back in her own body, so that's one person on the mainland. We've got someone in Charlotte Hale's body, but we don't know who. But she is Dolores's willing assistant, right? Yep. So that's two, and then they've constructed. Uh, from Dolores' memory a bernard that is really actually kind of arnold it's both but the production Ber- Bern bernard bernard we'll, we'll, yeah
1: bernard we can
2: call it bernard we can just call him bernard whatever but he's got like he's got the human arnold in him he's not just pure uh bot basically he's got person because like when ford made bernard he made arnold but like a more docile version that he can control dolores restored him to like his arnold ness if that makes sense
1: yes yes there, so, there, there There's a question about, like, why she would take Bernard Bern Arnold out of the park and restore him to Bernard. Because they obviously had a lot of conflict in season two uh, to the extent that I think Bernard Arnold executed Dolores, right, when she was trying to wipe out the forge. Um, so uh, – but is it – do you think it's kind of like a Batman-Joker relationship they have? Like, they need each other kind of thing? Like, curious if you had any thoughts on, like, why she restored Bernard yeah. Arnold at all.
2: I think a big – uh theme of season 3 is going to be this idea of free will. And that I found I, I think one of my main issues of season 2 is that I found Dolores a difficult person to root for. I was I was uh maybe in the minority about that, but I found it hard when she was just on like a pure vengeance uh, pure sustained vengeance sort of path. But I think her path in season 3 is going to be reframed more as just like Dolores is determined to give everyone, even maybe someone considered her adversary, their free will back, mm-hmm. right? So she's given this character of Bernard his Arnoldness back, and giving him his Arnoldness gives him his free will back. He's no longer the docile pet of Ford. He's his own thing. Yep. Right? Yep. And so I think that and from what we've seen in the trailers, and we'll get into it. It seems like to a certain degree, she believes that humanity has been stripped of its free will. So it's not like kill all humans. It's restore free will to anyone, human or robot, who has had that free will stripped away from them. Mm. So, okay. So the point being, when we start this season, we've got on the mainland uh, Dolores with a Dolores thing in her head. Someone who looks like Charlotte Hale but has a mystery pearl in her head. Um a Bernard slash Arnold who was not did not use one of the pearls. And then we've got four so four <laughs> remaining pearls that are question mark
1: wait why did bernard not use one of the pearls isn't that Uh, one of the pearls that she extracted from
2: no because she made a new thing because she gave him his arnoldness back from her memory so Mm. bernard was not one of the pearls this has been confirmed this is not
1: okay uh, okay. i trust you i trust you
2: yeah so uh, so and in the trailer you see dolores and the, the person that looks like charlotte uh looking at four pearls Right. I see. I see. There are four pearls remaining that they are going to put somewhere. Yeah. And what they're going to do with that is a big question. And who they are is a big question. I don't know if the show will keep us guessing all season as to who they are. I think there's some, uh, maybe if season two hadn't been received the way it did, they would have, but I think they're not going to (laughs) make us like, who, who is the robot in what, but you know, like that's very confusing. So, um, There are a few options. I'm just going to run through this Pearl thing really quickly. There's a few options, and then there's some people who are off the table. Teddy, a.k.a. James Marsden, off the table. He has been uploaded to Robot Heaven. Lisa Joy, the creator of the show, says when you go to Robot Heaven, you do not come back. That is the gift we are giving Teddy. He is free from helping Dolores in her murder spree. He's done. He's gone.
1: Yay!
0: So
2: Teddy James Marsden can
0: finally
1: have peace. And uh, I think the the show's name for Robot Heaven, by the way, to remind you, is the Valley Beyond, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yes, or the Sublime. The Sublime or the Valley Beyond. Zach McLennan who played um, The Ghost Nation figure Who we were like very interested in last season He is also in Robot Heaven So he is not coming The Sublime etc Angela uh, Who uh, was played by Elon Musk's ex-wife whose name I can't remember right now uh, She blew herself up We believe that she is off the table as well Like she literally blew herself up So her (laughs) pearl is off the table Right Uh huh However, I do have two people that I feel pretty positive about. One is Abernathy. That's yes. Dolores' father. And the other is Clementine. Right. Uh, who, you know, was like quasi-lobotomized. I don't know what's happening. But like Clementine and Abernathy seem like two very uh, – and Clementine might even be in Charlotte Hill's body would be a guess of mine. But, you right. know, I don't know.
1: So Clementine, if I'm not mistaken, died at the end of last season, right? Um like her, her body died in, Yeah, in, in, but, the, you know. in, the, in the journey to the <laughs> valley beyond. She died. Yeah. And then um, uh, what do you call it? Abernathy. I, I think his pearl is particularly important because my understanding is doesn't his pearl contain like a lot of the guest uh, data? As well, like wasn't that? It is part the of,
2: it's the key to the forge, yeah. um, which, as they say, which so. contains
1: like all the guest data. Which v- basically, theoretically, they can use the forge data to recreate actual humans living in the real world, right? Like that's uh, one of the things they might use that for. Is that they right? Might. Yeah, they might.
2: They might. They might. Um, that so was, by see. the way,
1: that was by the way, like kind of the plot of Future World, the sequel right. to uh, right. the Westworld original film. Uh, on which this series is based. So uh, it seems very possible given that the uh, season three takes place in uh, what look, you know, the future that they might do something like that for the real world. But
2: they yeah, might They might. Uh, really quickly. The actress who played Angela is Tallulah Riley, and I would like to extend my apologies to her for calling her Elon Musk's ex-wife, even though that's technically true. But that's not a good way to refer to someone. OK, uh, the last uh, <laughs> guess. That I have for one of these uh mystery pearls, these four mystery pearls, or five mystery pearls, because we don't know who is in yeah. Charlotte's body. Uh is Carl Strand. Uh Carl is one of the Delos like henchmen he's played by Gustav Skarsgård in uh in um season two. And uh, he has a lot of Delos information. And if anything that Dolores – and we saw in season two, we saw Dolores read Strand's book when she was in the Forge. I don't know if you remember in the Forge there was like a library and everyone had a yeah. book in the library. Yeah, everyone has a book.
1: Like literally their their kind of mind is represented as a physical book in the
2: right. Forge. Right. So if yeah. Dolores read your book, she can like – you know, she knows your mind. <laughs> yep. So she read Strand's book. So maybe Carl Strand is there. Um, and if so, his pearl, like if she creates a pearl out of his, you know, human book, whatever. Uh, Westworld, remember how fun it is to talk about it? Um, <laughs> if she does that, then um, then perhaps that could be helpful if she's going to be doing some like infiltrating of Delos to have not only – a Charlotte Hale, like you know, look-alike, but also like Carl Strand's information. I don't know; it's a possibility. Yeah. So our three three people on the mainland: Dolores, Bernard, and and Charlotte. We'll just call her Charlotte, even though she's not. Okay. So that's that's who we have on the mainland.
1: Because because the then, real Charlotte Hale was killed, right? She's
2: dead, she and dead. so yeah. we
1: don't think that uh her mind is going to be like it's she obviously was not super into what dolores was doing so it's impossible at this point that uh charlotte hale is in charlotte hale's body
2: unless unless dolores pulled a ford right and created like you know bernard is to arnold as this figure is to charlotte like a a docile version of a charlotte or maybe yeah yeah maybe um so that's what's going on with those them pearls and, and who's <laughs> on the mainland, right? Uh, let's check in with William, <laughs> shall we?
1: Yeah, William, aka the man in black, aka Jimmy Simpson, aka uh, Ed Harris. Ed
2: Harris, yeah. who's in who's in white in the trailer. Oh. oh, oh. Um <laughs> so this is like one of the most complicated things about season two, and I had to reread my own article that I wrote about <laughs> it at the end of season
1: you're two. Like, you're <laughs> like Googling for like you're Googling for like if only someone could explain season two to me, oh me. <laughs> it was me.
2: Um but <laughs> But I did an interview with a producer, Fred, uh, Fred Toya, so, like, he uh, helped me understand exactly. But basically, as you said earlier, there's a third timeline in, in season two, uh, and it involves the, the Man in Black played by Ed Harris. And basically what happens is that William – we see William go through the park. William is a human, okay? Just – William, what we've seen for two seasons, is a human. I promise you he's a human. yes. But in this fi- this season two of Westworld, in this final trip he makes to the park, presumably his final trip to the park, he does something so uh, irrevocably self damaging in that he kills his daughter Emily, right? Because he suspects her of being a host.
1: Yes. He, you, 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 there's actual sound effects that you're playing right now to indicate how terrible it was. You know, the uh, sirens, the sirens of pe-
2: for William
1: <laughs> of people coming for his daughter to try to save her, resuscitate her after William <laughs> ruthlessly shot her. Right.
2: So Emily. So he killed Emily, and basically, uh, what happened after that, according to this Westworld producer, is that William has then, at some point in the future made a host version of himself and has put himself on a loop, revisiting the park over and over again, basically to try to figure out a way to do it so that he doesn't kill his daughter. Is there a way, is there a, a version of me? Can I get to a version of me that doesn't do this horrible thing? And the thing that set us up for this in season two uh, was the Jim Delos uh, host – Uh, Who we saw on a loop and constantly revisiting this final confrontation that he had with his son, Logan, uh, where his like this poolside confrontation, this like inciting incident of trauma. Um, And so William keeps returning to this incident where he kills his daughter, this robot version of William that that has been built. And basically a lot of time has passed so much time that the forge that we saw um, in season two which had been flooded, had been drained and then was just filled with like dust and just so much time had passed. And there was a host version of his daughter,
1: Emily, there to be like,
2: it's been a long time, my friend. Uh, (laughs) It it looks like it's been like
1: decades, if not centuries. Right. Basically. Yeah.
2: Which is what it makes me think that season three, unless they want to mess with us, which I don't think they do, but they might, um, is going to be a big time jump. Right.
1: Like could be like, like a century. Like, that's how how, that's how the scale we're talking about. Yeah,
2: exactly. So like the the immortal hosts on the mainland and William might catch up to each other um, time wise. There's one fly in that ointment in the trailer, which is the only human character, um, as far as I can tell, uh, which is the character of Lee Sizemore. Uh, who you guys might remember as like the storyteller, um, the narrative guy, uh, who is sort of like this this comedic relief wuss figure in season one, <laughs> and in season two. But then like he he sacrificed himself seemingly very nobly. He seemed like he died, but his body at least is in the trailer. That might be a flashback. We don't know, but uh, that's the only thing that makes me think this is a time jump. Otherwise, we're just dealing with robots, so we could be whenever because robots don't age. So. Um, so that is, does that, does that explain where William is? William is, is looping himself through his own program to try to figure out if, if he himself actually did make the decision to kill his daughter or if there was something about his own human programming that it was always going to help this way. Can he be redeemed basically?
1: So I guess is the original, the original William, we like the human flesh and blood William we see actually survive the events of, of Westworld season two. At right. The end of Westworld season two, right? So, right? so is the idea that he has built a host version of himself or that he has put his mind into a host version of himself, like how what, what do we what ha- basically what is where is the real flesh and blood William is my question.
2: Well, if there's a time jump, he's super dead, right? Yeah. Um, I think he's uploaded himself. That was the whole thing they were trying to do with Delos, was upload a human consciousness to a host body.
1: So when you say he's putting himself through this loop, is there like a separate William out there that's like causing, you know, man in black version of William to go through this loop, do you think? or
2: I think more more likely, I mean, maybe, uh, no, I think he set everything up. You know, like
1: yeah. digitally
2: around him and then just uploaded himself into the system. Yeah. So yeah. that he did it to himself, but not that he's like it's not like there's Ed Harris and Truman show on the moon watching Jim Carrey and the Truman Show, who's actually Ed Harris, go through his little loop. Do you know what I mean?
1: Uh-huh. Um. I think I follow that. I think I follow that. So uh so essentially, right, what we're saying is that that post credit scene In Westworld season two, uh, it takes place centuries from now. It's probably a host version of William that he himself has created and is set up to, like, go through this loop. Uh, It may collide with the other host characters that have reached the mainland who also might be, like, uh, decades older at this point, right?
2: It may be. And um, a really important line from season two that that, uh, William says, the Man in Black says, uh, as he sort of, like, having his breakdown towards the end of the season, he says, what is a person, but a collection of choices Were any of those choices truly ever mine to begin with. So it's this question that Westworld has always been concerned with, which is like, how much free will do we humans actually have, uh, that's reflected in these robots on their loops. How much are we on a pre- predetermined loop?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and that's the question William's asking, like, did I ever have a choice? Was there ever a version of reality where I did not kill my daughter? Uh, and and how can I get there? Um, so there we go. Gotcha.
1: Uh, so yeah. to, to recap, like uh human version of William uh, survives season two is dead, you know, hundreds of years in the future, presumably when the post-credit sequence of uh, Westworld season two takes place and probably right. dead for season three of Westworld. We don't know, though.
2: Or like uh, his flesh is yeah, dead. His and flesh his and blood mind is
1: dead. In, yep. His yep. mind is in this body. OK.
2: Yep. So the last. I'm with you so far. Deal.
1: I'm with you. So oh, far. great!
2: I'm so <laughs> proud of you. The last major character we have to talk about is Maeve, um, and that is uh, Tandy Newton's character. And she was dead at the end of uh, season two. But what we saw, she was dead on the beach at the end of season two. But we saw her two favorite texts, Felix and Sylvester, picked her up and sort of gave each other a look like, we can fix this. Um, (laughs) So we don't know what happened. But she's in the trailer. And, you know, we'll get to the trailer more in depth uh, in a little bit. But uh, Vincent Cassel's character, who's a new character for season three, sort of uh, his dialogue implies that he brought her back. For a reason, so we'll get into all of that. But uh, Mave is back in season three. So though she died at the end of season two, she's back in season three. We're robots; we can return. It's fine. Um, Hector also died; is back. So there we go. Uh, so st- so Stubbs, Luke Hemsworth, Mave, and Hector all back. And Maeve and Hector, according to the trailer, seem to be in um, uh, ba- still in the park because they're in they're in a place called War World um which is one of the one of the park locations that we hadn't seen yet We've seen the Raj, we've seen the Shogun World, we've seen West World, but War World is one of the remaining um, undisclosed parks uh, that we hadn't seen yet, uh, according to like the West World website. They like they uh, if you ever go to the West World website, they have like these sort of mystery tiles for the parks that they haven't revealed yet, and they sort of uncovered the War World one. So War World is a park, uh, you know, within the larger park. So there we go. Uh, that's everyone. So I so you know to reiterate. James Marsden I do not think is coming back. Zach McLaren I do not think is coming back. Angela Safarian who plays Clementine, that's a real question mark for me. They yeah. could they, they could reprint her body. She could come back uh, if if Clementine is still in the mix. Uh, but, and but, the, I,
1: but, yeah, the big question is like what? who are the other uh, pearls that Pearl. she's taken, right? Like is Clementine one of the pearls? Uh, right. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know.
2: So. Um, and then should we talk about new, new members of the cast in season three? Yeah.
1: Uh, Really well done, Joanna Robinson, and I I do want to say that the uh, like it's really fun to talk about this with you, speculate with you. uh, But I will say it was it was kind of a bummer to see Warworld in the trailer because the reveal of Warworld in the trailer was so. Good, it, it, uh, like it's like breathtaking the way it happens, like from a visual perspective. Uh, I I kind of wish, oh man, I wish I'd, I'd save that for the actual show itself, you know. But yeah, yeah. it's it, it does look really amazing how they how they executed it. So uh, anyway, all that said, let's talk about the trailer, right? The trailer for season three.
0: um yeah. A lot
2: can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend.
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com.
1: So the big, I would say, introduction of like at least the two trailers is that Aaron Paul is going to be what seems to be a major character in the new season. right? Absolutely. And his name is Caleb. Is that revealed in the trailer? I think it is, right? Yeah. So uh, he's going to – and he appears to be like a uh, working class futuristic construction worker. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So he is somehow going to be central to the events of season three. In the Comic-Con trailer, he's shown kind of like discovering uh, a slightly incapacitated version of Rachel Evan Wood's character. Uh, but I, I don't know more than that. Like she, she, he seems to be like a key component. Do you have anything you want to say about Aaron Paul's character?
2: Yeah, I mean, my initial reaction to that was that this was, like, some sort of honey trap that Dolores was, like, right. play, playing the damsel in distress in order to, like, get her on his side. I'm unsure of that, having seen the other trailers, if that's actually what we're seeing. But that seems to be what it's seeing. And a lot of what we see in the promotional material so far is Dolores kind of trying to open this guy's eyes up to the loop that he's been put on. Yeah. Uh, The lot the lot that he's been dealt in life and maybe that he uh, – should be less satisfied with it than he is
1: yeah yeah um so and and they they seem to kind of be like partnering up in some way uh to to execute some grand plan yeah
2: dolores always has to have a boyfriend (laughs) william is probably dead by now his body at least william r.i.p right teddy robot heaven as we discussed Mm. so listen a girl has needs so here here comes aaron paul uh along along for the ride (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. Uh, and you mentioned Vincent Cassell's character. He seems to have brought Maeve back to kill Evan Rachel Wood. That uh, seems to be the case.
2: I feel like these trailers are always trying to trick that Yeah, choice. yeah, for sure. So for I'm sure. like constantly on the lookout. But yeah, it seems like it's – okay. So here's something I know. There, there was another – it wasn't a trailer, but there was a video released um, – that was a trailer for a new corporation called Insight. There's a couple extra trailers. There was a timeline trailer that was released with Vincent Cassell narrating. Um and that was that's a really interesting trailer because it tells us when we are in time and how the timeline of Westworld diverged from our own. It's a little tongue in cheek. It's like the impeachment of the 45th president in 2019 is the first divergent event. Um, but there's all these like wars and revolutions and stuff that was happening. And you hear Vincent Cassell narrate, like, you know, um, you know, history was like, basically we were headed towards chaos. Everything was breaking down, blah, blah, blah. He was like, and that all changed was the introdu- introduction of the Solomon Project. The Solomon Project and the corporations named Insight. I-N-C-I-T-E. And, um, Vince Cassell seems to be one of its heads and um, that Project Solomon uh, got history back on track. And that trailer, which was the date announcement of Westworld season three, if you want to look for it, um, ends with him saying like, finally history has an author. So to me, the way that I interpret that is that insight, um, which has something to do. There was also a Mashable has this great write-up of, there was an uh, event at the tech conference CES similar to sort of like the Westworld ghost town that they built at South by Southwest a couple of years ago. This was like a big promo event for Westworld that they held at CES where a company called insight uh, gave a presentation to invited members of the press um, about this program insight, which helpfully tells you humans How what choices to make to best live your life. Um, And so a way in which – I don't have all the details on this. Uh, You can look it up. Mashable has a great write-up of it. But like um, a way in which I could see this uh, relating to trailer footage we've already seen is like Aaron Paul's character, Caleb, is a construction worker. Maybe he's a construction worker because Insight told him he should be a construction worker. And that is a way in which he was put on a loop – uh, you should be a construction mm, worker. You yeah. should date this person. You should live in this city. You should do this. Like that there's a program here. And I believe it's related to data collection, which is something we're all worried about all the time. Um, but but that there is a corporation or a program or a project that is telling humans how they should live their life for an optimal, peaceable society. And has it resulted in a kind of peace? Perhaps. But has it robbed them of their free will? Perhaps. And is that what Dolores is here to correct? Perhaps. So that seems to me to be the big thing is like this this corporation called Insight, Vincent Cassell being ahead of that corporation and uh, Dolores not being happy with what she sees uh, as a result of that. So,
1: Gotcha. So really fascinating. And I, it certainly continues the themes of seasons one and two, but – feels like it's taking in like a whole new direction, right? That you have like outside humans and it's a, like corporate control of these people's eyes, you know? So that's, that's really interesting. I think uh, if it's true, which I think you're probably right about that, you know? Uh, well,
2: but, and, and one thing that I thought was really interesting and I, you know, full disclosure, I cannot remember the person's name, but I did read this on Reddit. So shout out to Reddit, the Reddit boards, which are really helpful to me, uh, reminding me of scenes that I have forgotten about. So in season one, of Westworld, uh, Felix and Sylvester are like in their, you know, uh, lab. And, uh, you might remember that Felix has been like playing around with being a programmer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Sylvester says to him, uh, listen, bud, you're a butcher. That's all you'll ever be. And it's sort of this idea we, we talked about it this time, this idea that like, There were things you were allowed to be as a human like that Felix could not not be a programmer because maybe because this, uh, you know, app or whatever this project uh, insight Solomon had told him he has to be like a butcher or like a, you know, they're, they, they sew the bodies up, they fix the bodies. They're not allowed to mess with the program because that's not something that's accessible to them as a certain like class of people, a certain cast of people, question mark. But if that's the case, that's something that the show has been sort of like laying the seas for since season one, this idea, you might want to go back and rewatch that scene listeners uh, between Felix and Sylvester. Cause it's kind of interesting. It definitely implies that there is some sort of cast system in the outside world. We had a lot of questions in season one, one about like, what does this outside world look like now? Mm. Um, you know, and why would people want to come to Westworld? Maybe you go, maybe you go to, maybe go to Westworld. Um, because you're on your, you're on your assigned path in the real world, but in Westworld, you get to pick who you are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Maybe that's a thing. Anyway, so... Uh,
1: that is, that is a know. deep cut, but I it, it all adds up to me. It all adds that's
2: up to what, me. So. That's what Reddit is here for, man. Uh, the <laughs> deepest of cuts. So, yes, yeah, so we've got Aaron Paul, Vincent Cassell, um, a few other new cast members, Lena Waithe and Marshawn Lynch. Um, uh, Marshawn Lynch, yes.
1: Oh, hey, I, I do. Yeah, the that's athlete. very exciting. Yeah. I do. I do want to say one other point about the Vincent yeah, yeah. character, which is basically in the history of pop culture, whenever <laughs> uh, somebody has sent like an assassin after a, another assassin, uh, it it, it just generally like or, or let me put it this way: whenever uh, somebody has sent robots after other robots, it generally doesn't <laughs> work out very well. Uh, yeah. Specifically, can... I'm thinking of Blade Runner. You know, that's a pretty good example of how that can go poorly. But
2: we can assume that. Um... <laughs> that Maven and Dolores will probably team up. Yeah, That's what v- I would
1: Vincent guess. Cassell is not going to succeed, I think. Uh, <laughs> if, if the history of narrative fiction has taught us anything, it's that Vincent Cassell is going to You're fail.
2: saying the well-manicured, uh, <laughs> accented, white male head of the uh, shadowy corporation is not going to win? Interesting. Um, right, so you've got Lena Waithe, Marshawn Lynch, uh, sort of, who seem like they're friends with Aaron Paul's character or at least uh, involved in some sort of I mean, what looks to me like, you know, espionage, corporate espionage is is afoot here. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, A couple other people who haven't been like really announced, but I've seen in the trailers, John Gallagher Jr., who um, uh, you might know from the newsroom or Spring Awakening or a number of other things that he's done. Um, and Tommy Flanagan, uh, who I best know as Chibs from Sons of Anarchy. He's also in Gladiator. Great, great, great character actor who looks to be some sort of like head of security, maybe for, for the Insight Corporation, possibly. Uh, so those are some fun faces in the trailer that they haven't like officially announced what they're doing yet. Um, so that's where we are think
1: yeah right N- nicely done john robinson <laughs> uh and yeah i'm uh I'm, I'm pretty excited like visually you know one of the things that we had talked about was making westworld was a really expensive proposition because you're shooting in the middle of the desert a lot of the times um and it's it's difficult to get like crew and equipment out there and all that stuff and so we're like maybe with season three they're gonna like cut back on the budget a little bit because it's gonna take place in like a futuristic uh, you know, outside the park. And that'll be easier to do theoretically than, uh, than shooting in the park. But from what I've seen, it is visually very ambitious, right? Like it looks like they are pulling out all the stops for this season, uh, f- from what I can tell.
2: Well, we should say, um, that, uh, that they have fewer episodes this season. It's eight yeah. episodes instead of 10. Mm-hmm. um, And I do think that, you know, there are some stunning locations like uh, the Ciudad de las Artes y las Ciencias in Spain uh, is that like incredible structure that we see Charlotte Hill or Tessa Thompson's character sort of standing next to. But that's like a real world structure somewhere, you know, basically that was a trip to Spain. They filmed in Spain for that. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's still less expensive than filming in Monument Valley, uh, yeah. is what I would guess. So it still looks incredible, uh, but it does afford them more opportunity to like shoot on like bridges and yeah, rooms. You, you, you can of, augment like, the existing the world. You can augment yeah. the existing
1: world versus uh, yeah. like yeah. needing to yeah shoot out in the middle of you know nowhere. So uh, yeah. so. Are you excited about season three, John Robinson? Cause I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic.
2: I no, I'm very optimistic. Uh, the it really feels like they heard the fe- like because we like Westworld when it's really good. It's yeah. such a good show, and it really feels like they heard the confusion of fans who are who like want to like the show and were frustrated to be confused in season two, and they're like, okay, we're gonna make it more coherent in season three. Um, I agree with you. I think this is the final season, though they have not officially announced that yet. And so like we love a show that knows it's ending and like is figuring it all out. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's. Yeah. Very- You can leave
1: leave it all on the field, basically. You don't need to hold anything back.
2: Yeah, and something that we should mention that happens in the trailer uh, is that Ed Harris, uh, as William, dressed in white, says, like, I'm going to save humanity. I know what I need to do. I'm going to save humanity. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, it's possible that he's going to be a good guy this season. And it also feels like... uh, it's set up so that I can root for Dolores this season, which is something that I want to do. Uh, so she's out there trying to free us humans from an evil shadowy corporation that is telling us what our careers should be, uh, or, or what we should have for dinner or whatever it is. Uh, that's a cause I can get, I can truly get behind and be excited for. So that's, that's something I'm really uh, looking forward to. So do
1: you think William is against her? Like she's, she's trying to stop, stop the robots. Do you think?
2: I think he's going to team – I think Maeve, William, and Dolores against Vincent Cassell. Good luck, Vincent really? Cassell.
1: <laughs> wow. Huh. I mean – Because we'll okay, we'll when know. I'm watching the trailer, I'm thinking like, okay, there's a robot uprising and Ed Harris is going to try to stop the robot uprising.
2: But I don't think it is no robot uprising. I think Dolores's mission isn't kill all humans. In the end, she's like, wow. She's like, stop this corporation. Mm destroy insight but i don't think she wants to hurt aaron paul i think she wants to free aaron paul mm. um and if that's the case then william would be on her side but maybe william thinks she is out there to destroy you yeah and maybe it's just a big misunderstanding you know <laughs> i hope those two crazy kids can work it out you know i've been rooting for them ever since she dropped that milk can so uh yep. you know we'll, we'll see what happens
1: indeed indeed all right well uh i am pretty psyched about diving into Season 3. So uh, I am looking forward to chatting about it with you. And if you, are a listener, are interested in hearing us chatting about Westworld Season 3, uh, check out podcastkickstarter.com. Uh, and I think that's it, right? I think we, we're done. All right, so we'll that's see it. you uh, when Season 3 premieres.
2: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot bot, maybe your new best friend.